Welcome to the Programmatic Digest, a podcast dedicated to review industry headlines and trends in the programmatic and digital ad tech world. I'm Ellen Parker, your host and Chief Programmatic Sensei of Ellen Parker Consulting, where we offer customizable training in programmatic media. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Programmatic Digest Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, and today we have a special guest, Nima Falahi. How are you doing today, Nima? I'm doing great. Um, how's it going? And thank you for having me on the show. Uh, we're really excited to have you because uh, we're going to talk about like our day-to-day as programmatic media traders. We're going to talk about um, what it is to to have just started maybe in the last year in our industry. We're going to talk about your journey. But of course, before we get to those exciting and sexy questions, I think we we introduce ourselves best in our own words. So how about you just introduce yourself to those who don't know you yet and tell us a little bit about who you are. Awesome. My name is Nima Falahi, uh, born and raised in the Washington, D.C. area. Nice. Um, found my way up to Boston through school, and that's where I fell in love with advertising. So nice. um, I entered the industry in the middle of the pandemic and have been a programmatic <laughs> trader for almost two years now. Two years. That's like almost five years in advertising world. Like advertising uh, years are almost like, I'm going to say dog years, you know, <laughs> like one year represent at least five to seven years experience because there's so much going on. Um, but yeah, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That was basically it. But yeah, uh, advertising just moves so fast and it's such a part of our daily lives. And yeah, especially with programmatic, everything is so quick and at the moment. So yeah. I can definitely relate to that. It definitely feels like some dog years when in the advertising industry. <laughs> Um, so if you had to explain programmatic media, programmatic advertising to my nine-year-old niece or seven-year-old niece, how would you explain it to them? What is programmatic advertising to you? So to me, and when I first started, I was told it's like the eBay of (laughs) buying ads That's funny, um, because, you know, you're just bidding on it and you have the highest bid, you win. Um, but that is just scratching the surface. It is way more than that. Yeah. It's finding who you want to serve the ad to, in what form, even what time of day, and so on. How many times you want them to see it. And it's just awesome. It's a lot of fun. And it's cool to see um, how we're reaching people in like such a digital age of, of a kind of like a little bit of an advertising renaissance. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a good way to put it. Well, I like that answer. I like that answer. And I think I would like to ask you even one more. Like if you had to explain what you do on a day-to-day to maybe a five-year-old or I don't know if you have nieces or nephews or kids, but if you had to explain it to like a kid around you, like the kid in the neighborhood, what would you say to them to explain to them how amazing or how awesome the work you do is? Okay, so I'm going to take the next 30 seconds to let you know about the Reach Frequency, which is a course you have asked me for, okay? And I've spent a lot of time crafting every single lesson just for you. 
why should you even consider? And then I'm already pretty aware of what's going on for my advertising. I love your podcast content. This is why I'm here. Cool, great. But you may know somebody that really wants to learn about programmatic advertising and don't know where to start, right? Most likely you've received training via your current job or via a previous job, right? You work for an agency, you work for a partner or a vendor in the industry, and they provided uh, the, the training, right? Is that how you got here? Well, did you know that that's the, actually the only way to get training nowadays? Like if for any one of our friends in the digital marketing world, it's really hard for us to, for them to really learn anything if they don't know who, where, and, and, and really what to look for. So the Reach and Frequency course is geared for those people. It's going to take you from zero to 100, from fundamentals to how to run a successful programmatic media campaign, how to run a successful department if you wish to be a leader or lead a department in programmatic advertising. The Reach and Frequency course is for you. Okay, we talk about we talk about anything from fundamentals. We talk about anything from who are the key players in the industry. But the biggest thing is that I give you my recommendation, my feedback, my guides. I was a trader. I was a buyer for few. Uh, for eight plus years, right? And I led teams, I led teams of buyers. So I'm really, really, really good when it comes to running a programmatic advertising strategy, implementing, executing, optimizing, and reporting on, and then selling some more. I'm really good at that. So yeah, you can probably get most of this training out there. Great. Don't only stop at with my course, continue training, because that's 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 what it's all about, right? But what you won't get anywhere else and you'll get with me is all of that experience I've been able to gather, you've been able to implement. Like this is an interactive course for you to learn anything you should know about programmatic advertising, whether you're already working in it or you're trying to work in the industry. So check out the Reach and Frequency course brought to you by me, your very own programmatic coach. I'm very grateful for this experience that I've gone through the last two years and I'm here to teach you everything that I know. Check out reachandfrequency.live, reachandfrequency.live, and now back to the episode. Sure, um, I would ask them about the last time they went on the internet, uh -huh. or use an app on their phone and they were interrupted by an ad that popped up on the screen. And then I would proudly say, I'm the one that put that there. <laughs> <laughs> I used to say I target people online and then I realized <laughs> that um, I don't know if I'm comfortable saying this anymore. So I stopped saying much more. Uh, but yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Um, and my dad actually continued saying oh she targets people online with advertising and i used to tell him like that don't don't say that anymore it's not <laughs> it's not good that doesn't help nobody uh but yeah thank you for letting me know okay so you started uh in the middle of the pandemic so talk to us about that talk to us about that experience how did you even land in a programmatic advertising industry like did you go to college for it? If you went to college, if not, like, did you, how did you come across this industry? Because even though we're a $150 billion industry, I am realizing unless you've worked in it or know somebody that worked in it, it is not well known on the internet. Okay. So talk to us about how you got your feet wet. What type of, how did you get here? Sure. Um, so I, 
went into college as a finance major. Oh, um, oh, that works. That works for what you, yeah. I didn't really know what I wanted to do after college. And I was like, oh, finance, like those guys make money. Let me do that. And, <laughs> and then yeah. after like a couple of semesters, I was like, this is just something I'm not passionate about. Um, in high school, I took a bunch of like art classes and I really enjoyed like the collaborative aspect of, you know, just like working in a team and um, yeah. putting together like a final result. So um, had some friends that were older in school and they were in the advertising program at Boston University and they have an amazing program with, you know, guest lectures and speakers and whatnot. So um, took a couple of classes and immediately fell in love with it. Um, advertising is, you know, such a vital part of our lives nowadays. And um, for many people that even watch the Super Bowl, their favorite part is watching the ads. The ads, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's it's in its own way, like become its own form of art. And um, knew I wanted to kind of be a part of that and, you know, work with the team every day and kind of work to, you know, succeed all together. Yeah. I love that. You know, grew up playing team sports mm -hmm. my whole life and um didn't want to lose that team aspect, you know, and sit in a cubicle. I want to be up and talking and moving around and, you know, challenging myself. So yeah. but crazy. as for media specifically, I would take classes advertising based in different capabilities. And I was doing an account managing account manager class and was speaking to the professor um who at the time was also working in an agency and was like hey don't really know what I want to do just kind of list it out you know my path and she goes why don't you look into media buying oh. so summer of 2019 huh? I had an internship in an agency as um an intern in media strategy and oh, wow. okay immediately fell in love with agency life you, you know, did i, I wow. did oh, i'm kidding maybe I'm kidding. maybe maybe <laughs> they were maybe they made it seem a lot more casual than it is and it probably did but yeah. it was nice going into the office every day you know yeah we didn't have assigned seats but like the whole team would sit together and all day yeah. just bouncing ideas back and forth and even as an intern I intern i felt really welcomed in that space and was like this is what I want to do I mm -hmm. loved it and uh coming mm -hmm. out of as I graduated college uh COVID came about so still kind of knew that all right like even though I won't have that in-person experience uh, um yeah still, I still you know love advertising love media buying uh -huh. um and I knew that programmatic was on the rise you know every every oh. class that I took they're like by 2025 or 2030, 95% of all ads are going to be purchased programmatically. I was like, if this is what I'm doing, like, this is the space I need to be in. Um, first of all, that's really cool that you learned that in college. I mean, when did I graduate college? I don't know, maybe six years ago. Uh, I feel like it'll be further out, maybe eight years ago. <laughs> I can't remember. And you're absolutely right. The only type of digital marketing we learned what I learned was Facebook and it was at its very 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 infancy like I hate the word infancy but like infancy stage um I think ads manager was just out at that time or had just been out for a few years and so 
I actually started in social media and I hated it. I could not do it. And then I stumbled upon an agency that was building their programmatic advertising department. And I was hired as the first trader. And that's how I learned most of it. And then I never looked back. Um, so, um, you know, there's a saying that say, you don't have to be crazy. We train you to be crazy. <laughs> that's what this experience reminds me of. <laughs> like, that's what, what you say. You love agency life. I think, honestly, for anybody that starts working for an agency is such a great way to get your feet wet, to learn a lot, lot, lot. Like I learned so much from the, those agencies. And actually, most of my experiences are on the agency side as well. And um, that's a great way to develop your skill set. That's also a great way to develop uh, teamwork, because I know you mentioned that. Um, but I'm kind of bummed that um, in the first couple of years of your career working for an agency, I would say like full time, um, you didn't get to have that in an office experience because I feel like that was really key for my growth, like being able to be in office. Right now, I'm like, no you're going to have to pay me a lot, a lot of money to get back into office, at least a lot of money to get back five days. Um, but like, I remember going to happy hour afterward, <laughs> like in the middle of the day, uh, lunch break for like two hours don't tell our bosses, you know, things like that. Um, so, but you know what? Everything happens for a reason. I feel like you're going to get even a better experience now because you got to learn about, like, you know, your people now, right? Um, are you in office now? Are you back in office? Or are you still hybrid? How would, we're, how we're hybrid, but it's starting to roll. Like every time I go, there's more and more people there, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Just yeah. because I'm so used to seeing like the little icon picture and the zoom. Yeah. Video, and then being able to see like an actual face. And, oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then you realize like, yo, you're actually taller than you look on your picture. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Well, a picture. <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you for sharing. I think that's pretty dope because um, I do see a lot more college programs that are including advertising in their curriculum, but more on the digital advertising, uh, talking about ad tech, even like the term ad tech, I've seen it sometime in their programs in their curriculum. So that's really, really cool. So before we get to the next question about like the challenges and opportunities that come with growth working for an ad agency, what should what would you tell somebody that's listening right now that is considering a career move? Maybe they don't know anything about programmatic advertising, or maybe they've heard, but don't know how to get started. Like, what would you tell them? Sure. What are some challenges you had to overcome that they probably should know now um, just to help a sister out, like we say, or help a brother out? Sure thing. Um, the biggest challenge is you don't really know or understand programmatic until you like are actively trading like mm. in a platform, you know, uh, and, and some power. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, unless you're like incorporating it into like daily, like communications and, and whatnot and um, learning about it firsthand, it's not like you can um, like in school, they taught us about programmatic at a very high level. Really not. Mm -hmm. and um now like there are wonderful classes on programmatic trading um but um it's it's developing more and more so yeah. coming out of school i just kind of had like a rough understanding um mm -hmm. and 
knew that like I kind of wanted to um you know I wanted that agency life I think agency is the best way to go for somebody in advertising in general out of out of school or or you don't really even nowadays they have google certifications everything um I honestly don't like I don't think university is essential for for being able to work in the like a, uh, advertising space just because it's a lot of it's like what you can do like in a team and to push yourself and this and that you know it's it's we're not you know it's not like we're like in a lab doing scientific research here you know it's <laughs> we're, we're building something we're great. not what <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you mean, mean we're not magicians no way <laughs> I add this on my, I make magic. I added in my resume a few times in my, in my career. Like I make magic with data. <laughs> uh, I think this I mean, is great because, um, cause you're right. A college degree may not, I don't, <laughs> I mean, college degree may not need, be needed to get started in programming advertising, which is also a great thing because now we get to have more people testing, right? Um, you're right. There's multiple way to get certified and start learning what it is, what it is not. There's great content on YouTube. And this is not a shameless plug. So this is my podcast, but I, that's one of the reasons why I created the reach and frequency courses, because I realized like, okay, the only way somebody that don't know nothing about the programmatic advertising, or at least don't know where to start, um, the only way for them to get any type of knowledge would be either Googling, which there's a lot of overwhelming information or knowing which technology to be certified by, right? Like the trade desk has a free certification now, but back in the days it wasn't as free. Uh, same thing with like something like basis or simplify, you have to be client of the technology to get that really great fundamental training. So that's why I was like, well, I've gone through quite a few DSP training in the last 10 years. And so what I did was just create a, a course where in the first couple modules, we review fundamentals and like we talk about things such as programmatic ecosystem, like what's a DSP, how to select the DSP, why the DSP is so important, what's an SSP, what's SPO, things like that. And then in the next couple of weeks, the last few modules coming out are going to talk about what you and I are going to talk about soon, which is how like what type of tactics, like how to carry from a day-to-day perspective and implement some of the knowledge, like execute on that knowledge. So um, so I appreciate what you just said because learning and self-development are big things for me. Like I always wanted to learn more. I always wanted to go to conferences, but it's not something that as a trader, you're incentivized to do. They will prioritize, sometimes they prioritize account execs or, you know, sales because it's sexy, you know, they bring in business. But before we started recording, I said that like we're part of business retention. If those campaigns are not doing well, after a while, the clients are going to go away, like they're going to walk out. So we're just as important to the success of any agency, any brands to make sure that we are taken care of and that we continue training beyond what we do. So let's talk about the knowledge you, you you gathered in the last two years. Like, so you did most of, so first of all, shout out to you for, you know, being able to recognize, I don't know what I want to do, but this seems cool. <laughs> Taking the risk to try something new, shout out to you, because that's hard. That's really hard and it takes courage 
So I commend you for that. And then secondly, like shout out to that teacher, that professor that says, maybe you should just work for an, uh, an agency. That's that's really dope that she is. Was that a, a woman or a man? I can't remember if she said she said or he said, but shout out to um, them for letting you know. Yes, it was something that was probably a passing comment to her, but um, unknowingly set me down my career path. So Right, right. And that's great. Amazing. And then sometime, and also I wanted to say that's great to hear for you, for you listening right now or watching on YouTube, like you might even be in this industry and not knowing exactly what you want to do. Like you're dabbling between job responsibilities or titles, if I may say. And you're still not fulfilled to 100% or you feel like you're not really using your potential. So there is always an opportunity for you to grow and make career moves. Like your current situation is in your final. So make sure not to sleep on it and to have courage to step up and ask that question and have that hard conversation. So Nima, um, you did mo- so you learned most of it. So you did some fundamentals learning through college, but like you, do you, are you, can you, can you confirm if most of it you learn while being on the job, like while being that starting with the internship and then into the trading? Definitely. Um, I got, um, I guess like a good taste of it when I was interning. Nice. Um, and just kind of learn more about what it actually is versus like I said earlier, it's like the eBay, it's like eBay, but you're buying ad space, you know, but I learned it at a deeper level. Yeah. Um, but did I, they like let you run a campaign on, uh, in the DSP, which DSP was that? Oh no, no, not while I was interning. Oh, okay. I, okay. Yeah. I like got to take a peek at like their DB 360 account oh, like, okay. from time to time, but I wasn't mm-hmm. like. Actively. Yes. Um, but when I started post-college, I went in and I was like, oh man, I don't really (laughs) know enough to get started. And, um, that's the thing with advertising, which is awesome is because majority of the people you ask weren't advertising majors. They just found themselves in the industry. So I know now I didn't know then, but like day one, everybody kind of has those butterflies where it's like, I don't really know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And programmatic <laughs> is, it's, I mean, and even so now I, I still don't really know exactly what I should do just because programmatic yeah. is such an ever-changing thing. And, yeah. Um, it's awesome. So it keeps yeah. you on your toes. Welcome to the programmatic meetup. Yay! I'm so excited about this community that we're building. It's going to be a safe space for media buyers, ad ops, uh, programmatic ninjas, data analysts like you and I, you know, just to come up and talk about our day-to-day challenges in our direct roles, some of my some of our wins and some of our um opportunities to grow to educate ourselves some of the topic of discussion includes anything from optimization best practice qa templating workflow um operational workflow i'll have guest appearance i'm bringing my network to you and the best part of it is that you'll have one-on-one questions with them so excited about this yo i'm so hyped um so what to expect in your membership right um you can expect one hour call every first and third wednesday of the month access to all the recordings for the paid members within our community um discounted one-on-one consulting with me and some of the guests that will be gracing us with their presence and their appearance customizable trainings but most importantly 
new best friends, y'all. I'm very excited about this opportunity. This is a community for you and I. This is a community for us to just join forces and really, really share, really just being able to be together in a community. There's so much growth when you're in a community, when you're able to relate to people, or somebody understands where you're coming from, um, from, from different perspective, right? So, so join today. Programmatic Meetup community is open to you. Bring your friends, tell your friends to bring his friends, to bring her friends and his friends to meet up with us. Um, we respect you, we love you, we appreciate you. We're ready to like uh, support you. So make sure you join the programmatic meetup. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very excited about it. So thank you so much and see you soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I like that because again, it's, it's such a great, it's also a lucrative industry. So you can make really well, a well, a good living. Is that how you say it? A good living um, working for the industry, um, you know, and you can build up on it. And my biggest advice to anyone listening that maybe is in, on that journey of uh, rediscovery or reinvention, like networking is also great opportunity to network. I feel like when you hear somebody like, are you in, you and I think, oh, Beth, how are you doing? So who do you work with? You know, it's almost like our own, uh, like it's not going to use the word sisterhood because I don't think that's it, but like it's really like a good way to identify with another group. Like, oh, you're in programmatic? No way. I don't meet a lot of people in programmatic outside like the New York, the LA and the, you know, the Chicago. So um, I think it's a great way to network. So definitely, definitely build up your network as you're growing in this industry. And um, so last question before we get into the closing um, segment was about your, <laughs> what is one of like, okay, so what, we're gonna talk about challenges in your day-to-day. -day. So maybe something that um, you've overcome very recently because like I always say that no one has made <laughs> more mistakes than me <laughs> in this industry as a trader and I'm proud of it okay um but what is like do you want to share maybe like a challenge you had to recently overcome like for instance um for me it was something about forgetting to add budget for the month the following month and so the campaign has not run for the first five days of the month Right. I've been in the industry for like 10 years, but there's still small mistakes that can happen that does not determine how intelligent you are or how expert you are. Sometimes it just means that, yo, you already know there is a QA checklist you have to do <laughs> every so many you know days of a campaign and you fell through and this is what happened. So what is something you can broadly share with us to let somebody know that? you going to make some mistakes in this industry or in our day-to-day, -day, but that's okay. Like you just got to learn from it and then implement X. What yeah. can you tell us? Um, yeah, I honestly, I, I feel like what you just said is just like an ongoing challenge. It's just because there's so many different things that you can turn on and off and so oh. many different layers, the targeting. Yeah. yeah. And you know what you're doing when you go on the platform and you're setting it up. Um, you know, sometimes you don't have enough coffee. You just forget one box to check. And <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, <laughs> that's funny. And you're you're like, like, I'm bidding on what? 
I never yeah. checked this SSP. What the heck yeah. happened? <laughs> like, wait a second. My CPM is, yeah. is 25. I meant to do two and a half here. Ooh. So, or when you're running an OTT campaign and your CPM is like $10 and you're like, huh, I don't think there's something right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great times. Anyway, go on, go on, go on. <laughs> no, that's why I love the uh, the team aspect because yeah. we're all kind of queuing in different waves and stuff. So yeah. if, if I forget something, you know, my team's got my back and vice versa. So yeah. that's what I love about it. Okay. Okay. If uh if we had to stop the podcast right now, what are three things you want every listener to remember from our conversation? One thing is um you're like you can't be in control of everything. You can set up your campaign perfectly and sometimes, you know, it just oh, it just doesn't connect as well yeah. as you hope. Um you can mm-hmm. put in all the time researching and planning and um but they mm-hmm. can also go vice versa, go way better than you want. It's the fun part about programmatic is we're always just kind of pushing the limits and, and trying to grow and learn. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I would say, it's like, don't worry about knowing everything all the time. Um, I keep saying it, it's, I learn something every single day mm-hmm. I'm in platform or planning or trying to optimize and whatnot. Um, and like every time I like learn something new, even though it's like something that I've kind of been doing for like over a year, I'm like, all right, like that's what I learned today. So it's like um, taking like the challenges head on and like celebrating the small wins, even if you like yeah. learn how to optimize slightly different than what you've been doing, but you've been seeing great results after it. That is so great. Thank you for saying that. Cause I think we don't celebrate the small wins enough. So uh, make sure to, so I'm going to recap what you just said. So control, make sure you loosen up control a little bit because you're every day, every single day you learn, learn something new in the platform, learn something new from an industry perspective. And then lastly, um, celebrate the small wins. And what I actually like to say um, in the programmatic meetup, which is a community of people like you and I, like we meet every Friday. I always have them like a a handful of people just share like two wins and one challenge. And the reason why I do that is because again, from a human perspective, we're so great at saying everything that went wrong. And literally they'll start with maybe a challenge, but sometimes we'll get to that win or to that, um, like what's two wins. And you'll be like, and they, they can't even tell because it's so, it's so hard, right? Cause it's just how we function in our brain. So I think celebrating the small wins is like a great, it's a great way to practice how to be yourself authentically for real. Like it's a great way to practice uh, gratitude. It's a great way to affirm that you're worthy and deserving and that everything that's happening, it's because of you and for you. And so um, appreciate this. Definitely appreciate this. So let's get into the closing segment where I like to ask a couple questions. A couple of fun questions. So first, let me let's ask you: What are two wins and a challenge you just uh, maybe went in the last in the last month? And I also like to say that our jobs are literally 
from a start to end. And after that, it's personal. So if you want to share a, a personal win too, feel free to do that. So it's not only professional wins. So how about you tell us uh, two wins and a challenge? Sure. Um, it was easier to talk about celebrating the wins, but now that I have to <laughs> I think a little bit more. <laughs> It's always like that. Don't even worry about it. Like most people, if, <laughs> if somebody's listening right now and you can tell me two small wins like this and um, and an opportunity, well, a challenge, you've been practicing your affirmation or something really great just happened, which is great for you. But uh, think about it. Just like, just try to see, is there something you did that maybe impacted someone else's life to better? Like, did you help a team member just by allowing them to vent or just by showing them this easy thing you thought was so easy, but to them was like, whoa, thanks, Nima. Definitely. Um, I've now I've been around long enough where I'm starting to teach others that are coming into the industry. And um, recently I've been helping um, teach some things to like new team members and then like. That's cool. A couple days later, I see them just doing it perfectly. I mean, they're awesome people and they're doing great stuff, but yeah. it makes me feel good that like I like helped guide them to do that. Um, That's dope. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, dope. it's and that I mean, it all goes back to the team aspect. Like if if they're doing well, you know, we're all doing well. And exactly. That, you know, that's all that matters. Um, and I, I mean, you could also say like it's just like um. Mm, uh that was one win what's the that second was one win, win. yeah um <laughs> i don't know i mean i have i have follow-up questions to help um like someone in the community for instance that may stumble and um sometimes i ask them like hey did you get to move your body today did you get to go on a walk did you get to hug your pet? Did you get to work out? Or are you, do you have plans later on? Did you get to call your parent, a parent or a family member, a sister or a brother or a mom or dad? Any of those? Of course. Yeah, I love, I mean, I'm always talking to my parents and, mm -hmm. and my sister. Um, yeah. I think that's a well, win. That is a win. That's um, a win because a lot of family members don't have, a lot of people, I mean, don't have that. Um, I'm not gonna call it luxury, but blessing. So to me, it's a win. But you see how it's so easy for us to see beyond those little blessings, right? <laughs> like even me, I have to like I have to practice, and sometimes so I journal every day. So sometimes um, Oprah told us to write ten things that you're grateful about every day. But sometimes I get to number four and I cannot find any six, and so that's when I go back and think about what am I overlooking that maybe somebody can't see. And so that's when I'll be like, oh, well, Jade came in the office and she was playing like a good girl. And at some point she came to me and just said, mama, and I think she said, I love you. And then she kissed me and then she kept going. And I'm like, that's the win. My baby loves me. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, uh, so I commend you. I commend you for, for trying and, and, uh, sticking with it, uh, during this exercise. So, um, okay. So tell us one fun fact about yourself then. Sure. Um, one fun fact about myself. Mm -hmm. can be anything. Mm -hmm. Don't have to be professional only. Anything. I'm trying, <laughs> to think, I'm trying to think of something that's really cool for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sure anything you say will be beyond cool. So try us. <laughs> um, something really cool about myself. <laughs> um, I don't know. I. Um, do you um do you speak another language? I kind of do. Um, I guess I would say like I have like basic speaking level of Spanish and Farsi. I'm Persian. Oh, Farsi. Oh, Very Persian. proud of that. Um, so it's nice. I, that's something that I I did in college and got to learn and speak to family and yes, that's um, really cool. So how is it's the food? Do you know how to cook some of your food? I'm really good at making the rice because I have a really nice rice cooker. <laughs> um, <Okay. laughs> and I, I've gotten it where I, you make like the rice like a little crispy on the edges and so oh, okay. good. And, um, that's really cool. Yeah, that's really dope. Yeah, I've only had Persian food maybe a handful of time. I honestly don't know where to find Persian food in Raleigh. Usually when I get is when I'm traveling like to a bigger city. I'm not I'm not saying there's none here, but I haven't actively um looked for it. Um but yeah, their food is food is really good. It's really so, really good. It's yeah. so freaking good. Like it's it's oh, it's amazing. Um all right, cool. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Um I know I kind of alluded to that question earlier, but again, um, if you had to tell yourself one thing um, from start that you wish you knew two years ago when you first started, what would that be? Like, what would you tell your younger self or your freshman self one thing that you wish you knew then that you may not may know now? Um, push yourself advice. to to, to be uncomfortable, um, mm. and be honest with yourself during that. Yeah. Um, a lot of times like we'll do stuff just because we think we're supposed to and this and that. And, um, you know, it's, it's good when you're uncomfortable, especially, you know, when you're at a young age and you're able to kind of grow and, and learn and all that. So yeah, yeah like be uncomfortable because like, that's the only way to, to to really learn about yourself and like push yourself um, to become, I guess, like the you that you want to be, but in a good way. Not saying that's that the great. you that yourself is right now isn't amazing, but no, like, that's good. That's really, know? really good. That's a really good trust yourself to be uncomfortable. And um, that's really good. Like I, we could not end the podcast any better than this. Thank you, Nima, for dropping by. This was so amazing. We've learned so much. We hope to hear from you very, very soon. We'll have you back on the podcast. Um, but in the meantime, how can somebody just reach out to you or get in contact with you? Because you're just amazing and thebomb.com. Sure thing. Um, not as active on social media as I like, but mm -hmm. I am on LinkedIn. I don't right. post a lot. But, you know, if you connect with me, happy to have a conversation. Um, yes, set up yes. time for a cup of coffee, even if it's via yes. Zoom. Um, yeah. And, yeah, happy to connect with anybody. Um, and, yeah. 
That's great. Um, we'll have Nima's information in the show notes right below this video or in the podcast description information, and it'll be everywhere on our social media. So thank you to you listening to us or watching us on YouTube. Thank you, Nima, for dropping by. You have been amazing and see you next week, everyone. 